You are listening to the weekly podcast of Greater Christ Temple in Lima, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Woo. The Lord bless you. Please be seated in Jesus' name. We greet you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the room today. Because the Lord knows how to meet us where, right where we need him to. He is the mighty God and he's able to do exceeding and abundantly. In fact, exceeding abundantly. Above all that we may be able to ask or think. All you got to realize is the power that's working on the inside of you. And that power will work for you if you let it. Praise the Lord, everybody. We greet you in the wonderful saving name of Jesus. And we bring greetings from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're so grateful to be back here at Greater Christ Temple. It's been a few years, but uh, nevertheless, we're family. We're so glad to be back with our Greater Christ Temple family. Amen. Will you help me thank God for Elder Michael Cooper, Jr.? Uh, the second, excuse me, we were just talking about that. My head is in a different place. Elder Michael Cooper, the second, my brother and friend who have extended this invitation. We are so grateful to he and to Lady Kalia. God bless you, sis. And to we thank God for mom, wherever she may be, Lady Toby Cooper. And we certainly honor, help me honor the legacy, the ministry, the memory of our sainted bishop, our father, Suffolk Bishop Michael Cooper, Sr. There is nobody like Bishop Cooper. We thank God for him. Amen. And we honor his legacy on today. I'm so grateful to bring uh, the most beautiful woman in my world to me. Amen. I thank God for my wife that came with me. Amen. Lady Leah Tubbs. Amen. And our unborn son. Amen. We thank God for what the Lord has done for us on today. Anybody come for a word from the Lord today? I promise you, if you will pray with me, the Lord will speak to us. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. I was telling Elder Cooper in the back, very seldom do I have it when I receive a call to minister that God instantaneously sends a word. This was that time where it came. I knew the Lord had something to say to Greater Christ Temple today. And I believe if you would pray with us, we'll get exactly where God wants us. Joshua chapter number one, and I'm going to the third verse. And all that can stand, let's do that in unity and reverence of the word of God. Joshua chapter one, verse number three. Will you have it say amen? And the word of God reads on this wise, every place, somebody shout every place. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. Here's the part that I like the most out of that verse. As I said unto Moses, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, God says, as I said unto Moses. I need you to help me announce my text to a neighbor very close to you. Just look at him square in the eye. I want you to look at them with assurance. And the rest of the way, I won't make you look at them too much. I know. Look at them and tell them, neighbor, the offer still stands. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, that was the wrong one. Tell the right one. Tell a praiser that I believe God. Tell them, neighbor, God said, the offer still stands. If you believe that, somebody ought to celebrate like you know that there's something waiting for you. Father, speak to us as only you can. We're but a vessel, but we need you to pour into us, oh God. And Lord, we ask that you would speak even to me as you speak to these, your people. Oh God, we thank you for troubling the waters of baptism, of salvation, oh God. Touching the altar, touching someone's heart and mind to ask, what must I do to be saved? Lord, lift us up from that low place today. In the name of Jesus, bind the strong man, O oh God, that comes against our mind, that comes against our joy. We thank you now for the victory that you've already ordained for us to possess today. We thank you now for all these things we ask in the precious and saving name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The offer mm, still, still stands. Uh, very quickly, people of God, our future is secured by the profound reality that the word of God was here when we arrived and will remain after we leave. For God places each of us in this construct called time. 
not necessarily to form relationships or even to establish prominence, not even to establish legacy, but these things are more so the byproduct of the fact that there is a heavenly vision, a purpose God has awaiting us. And despite how traumatic transitions may come about, God even has intentions with those transitions. I wish I had a witness there. Our finite flesh will give us to assume that what we see it now is constant. What we enjoy now will be always family matters and family dynamics as we know them will sustain. But the most true of scriptures in the Bible is that which we find in Ecclesiastes saying that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and even a time to pluck up that which has been planted. Uh, for some it may be simple to conclude, but for others it may be worth saying that even good things have limits to seasons. They are limited to seasons. And as long as those things or people are deprived of their heavenly essence, in this earthen realm called time, they and we are not necessarily living in the land of the living, but rather we are maintaining as best as we can in the land of the dying uh, with a hope to reach what really is the land of the living. Uh, that's why no matter how well you eat or how much you exercise, you will still feel the aches and pains with age. Lord have mercy. No matter how spiritual you believe yourself to be or how much you pray and attend Bible class and prayer meeting, uh, you will still encounter situations that aggressively pull on your faith. Lord, have mercy. And, and even make you wonder, God, why? Those two words are perhaps popular around these parts as many of us have even asked afar off, why now? Why this? Why them? Oh, well, even in this moment, I hear the Lord saying to tell the people of Greater Christ Temple that we will never reach our ultimate sense of fulfillment. We will never uh, attain pure unhindered joy and rest or the promise that belongs to us without navigating a wilderness. Somebody shout wilderness. Uh, uh, in the context of our scripture and even these Israelites, the wilderness was a series of uncultivated land between Egypt and Canaan. But for us, even today, our wilderness is simply called life. Oh, Lord, I wish I had a witness that helped me preach and, and agree that, uh, yes, brother preacher, life is a wilderness experience. And for the believer, us, uh, the believer, it is comprised of divine interventions, the hand of God, the performance of God, while at the same time we are compassed about with distractions and delays and disappointments. There are times of manna in our wilderness, while moments later you may find yourself complaining with others uh, on whether there is any use to keep going. Lord, some of us are saved and sanctified as we are even right now. You put on your glad rags to come to church. And you're saying as much as I'm used to going to the house of God, as much as I'm used to Sunday school, as much as I'm used to the prayer hour, is it really necessary for me to keep going like I am? Life is a wilderness that will make you ask those questions. Why? Because all of us can testify just this week that life can be dry at times. Life can be lonely at times. It can be painful. It can be messy at times. But may I suggest to you today something that maybe the Israelites missed, that if God had enough power to bring you out of the bondage of your Egypt, as impossible as that looked at the time that he did it. If God had enough power to see you through your mess that you came from, from that dysfunctional background, that, that, that lineage that you were connected to that was inconducive to your future, if God had enough power uh, to break the habits you were bound by, the addiction that you were choked by, maybe, just maybe, he's still God enough to access the land that he promised you. He's still God enough to give you clear direction and instruction for even this lost sense of direction that you're going through right now. Maybe he's just God enough to strengthen you. Lord, I wish I had a church here uh, that knows that God can strengthen you for the journey of a hurtful now to a hopeful next. 
So then our responsibility today as the words of Paul, as he reminds us of the life and times of Abraham, whose life seemed to be at a standstill in his old age. He and his wife Sarah are dealing with a barren situation. The Bible says that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. He didn't stagger there through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost here, what God had promised, he was also able to perform. I, I don't know who needs to hear it today, and I promise you I won't be long before you, but we serve a God that performs well with your pain. Uh, oh, glory to Jesus' name. Let me say that again. I said God performs well with your pain. He performs well. As a matter of fact, I hear the Lord telling me to tell you I perform best with your pain. Oh, why? Because pain blinds possibility. Uh, pain blinds potential. But where potentials and possibilities are unrealized in our flesh, God says, uh, with me all things are possible. Uh, oh, but there is a caveat. There is a stipulation in order for you to access the, the possibilities of God. The Bible says it is possible, but only you must believe. Oh, glory to God. I said you've got to believe in order to access the impossibilities that God wants to open up to you. In fact, the Israelites will tell you that believing works even when there really is no possibility at all. Hallelujah to God. When there's no potential that you can find, when the wilderness seems like you can't get out of it, when Canaan seems are far off. God told me to tell you that even where the possibilities do not exist, if you believe me, I'll make sure you arrive safely to your promised land. I wonder if there's at least 10 people in the room today that says, Lord, I don't know where you're taking me. I don't understand what I'm going, where I'm going through right now. Oh, but I believe you enough to praise you until you show me what belongs to me. I'm going to give you about 13 seconds to lift up a praise in this room and it says Lord I believe you help thou my unbelief somebody clap those hands and shout hallelujah uh, uh, even now, even now, uh, I hear the Lord saying strongly to tell greater Christ temple. Uh, even now, you might as well believe God. Uh, uh, you might as well because God is not just working on your behalf. Uh, uh, but the Lord told me to tell you he's moving on the prayers uh, that were prayed for you uh, before you even had enough sense to seek him. Uh, oh, glory to Jesus' name. Uh, oh, yes, you were covered uh, before you even got here. Uh, you had defense in the spirit before you even knew better. So why abort the mission? Why throw in the towel? Why give up so quickly when you've served this long and you stayed this long? Oh, you may as well look out for manifestation. I need you to do me a favor and grab somebody you love on your own. Grab them by the hand and tell them maybe. Oh, just look out for the manifestation. Oh, yes, creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. I'm waiting for you to walk in what God called you to do. I'm looking out for manifestation. Joshua, you remain here because I'm equipping you to handle this. Somebody lift those hands, Joshua, and shout yes, Lord. And so as I hasten here, I'm given to know that before God raises up this next generation to pursue promise in the text, we see that transition occurs as a result of weakness. Oh, please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I did not call it sin. I did not call it transgression. Oh, but there was a sense of weakness. Oh, the Bible says in Numbers chapter 20 that God told Moses to speak to the rock. And you know what happens. The Bible tells us that Moses and Aaron they gathered the congregation before the rock and says to them here now you rebels must we fetch you water out of this rock Moses then lifts up his hand and with the rock he smote with the rod he smotes the rock and he smotes it twice he hits the rock when all God told him to do was to speak to it notice here now church that the water came out but it still dishonored God because God didn't tell him to get it that way. Well, you ain't praying for me here today. I said the water still came. God still provided. God was still mindful of his people. Oh, 
but it was a dishonor to God. Uh, so then the Lord says unto Moses and Herod, because you did not sanctify me in the eyes of Israel, you will not see the land that I've given them as anointed and empowered as Moses was in his time. He could not escape the reality that his own weariness was in the wilderness. He had to deal with weariness in his life experience. Oh Lord have mercy. But we do not have the right, we don't have the audacity to demonize the frustration and the weakness of Moses because of the wilderness experience. Because if we all be honest with ourselves today, the wilderness has a way of making anybody weak. Oh Lord have mercy. If you ain't got what you needed, you'd be some kind of contrary way too. You know how you get even right now with your tongue talking self. If the wrong person say the wrong thing to you, you get out of character. The wilderness will make anybody weak. Some of us even right now are at a breaking point. Why? Because we're frustrated by the noise of people who need us. Lord, did you hear what I said? We're frustrated by the very ones that God called us to minister to, that God raised us up to speak to. You're at the verge of saying, I don't need this stress. I don't have to go through this with them. I'm not going back and forth. They can find somebody else to help. Just leave me alone. Some of us have been like this the last 50 days, and you have a right to that. Or maybe you've already said it but please consider that God puts us in position to anchor others lives not always for their sake but is for a greater revelation of your spiritual capacity well thank you Lord Jesus I'll say it again because I got blessed out of that myself elder I'll tell you again I said God will expose you and cause you to be the support for somebody else just to let you know how much you can handle what he's really called you to do. The spiritual capacity that's on the inside of you. So this is not just a Moses struggle, but anyone called to lead, anybody called to minister will be faced with their own rod and rock dilemma. Glory to God. You just have to now understand what you must do with both of them. The rod is for discipline, but the rock is a resource for your provision. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'll capture with me now. And I'm on my way to my seat. The understanding here that though God will transition as he pleases, he is so mindful of his people that he will always provide. When his people pray, he will answer. Oh, glory to God. Yes, there were a lot of mumbling and complaining in the wilderness, but somebody still was out there believing God. That's why somebody made it anyway. Because somebody had a nerve to stand when everybody else was complaining. Oh, Jesus. God will hear the prayers of his people. Oh, you forgot the scripture. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven I will forgive their sins and heal their land look at the mercy of God even in the glimpses he gives Moses of the future even though he would not live long enough to see it the Bible shows us at the end of Deuteronomy an exchange between God and Moses as he went up into the plains of Moab there from the plains of Moab unto the Mount of Nebo. And the Lord says unto him, this is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it to thy seed. Hallelujah to God. I have caused them, I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes. But thou shalt not go over thither. Thereafter the Bible lets us to know that Moses died there in the land of Moab. As strange as it seems, I felt a shout when I read that other Cooper. Because I heard the Lord say to tell the temple this morning, there are some places, there are some dimensions that Moses saw but could not step into. Oh, glory to God. But what does that mean? That's not the shout. 
The shout is that just as much God has released us who were made to step in what he showed Moses already. Oh, I feel like running here. Lord, I wish you were here, but I just said, I said again, Moses had the spiritual capacity to bring Israel out of Egypt and maintain in different wilderness experiences. He saw God move time and time again with prayers before God to move the people to the promise. But even though he would fall asleep, God had already showed him what we were created to step into. Hold on, let me bring it home a little bit closer. There are some seasons that God could only use Bishop for. And once those seasons were up, God released him. But I assure you that before God released him, he showed him he showed him all the land that you're anointed to step into. So then now, now that Moses is buried, therefore arise. While grief, while grief tries to ravage your mind, you've got the power to arise. When even he saw that you anointed to go for the promise, Bishop saw, Moses saw, but your grace to carry your grace to seize your grace to pursue you're without excuse go for what belongs to you I dare you to look back on every word that Bishop gave you concerning your family concerning your ministry concerning a career move I remember vividly the times where I would come before I would be sitting in the office with Bishop and some child of God would not on the door, trying to get Bishop's attention and give him a concern. He would pause the conversation and address their matter. And they would hug them and let them know that everything would be all right. Then we'll resume the conversation. How would Bishop be so reserved? It was because God showed him already. But I feel like running. He saw it already. And I challenge you today to reconsider the dreams you left on the shelf. Reconsider the visions that you thought were too big for you. Bishop's words were not just encouragement. They were prophecy. Yes, I can do it. Yes, my children will be saved. Yes, I will finish the decree. Yes, I will close on the property. Yes, I'll stop the business. Yes. I'll launch out to ministry for the vision is yet for an appointed time but in the end it shall speak and shall not lie though it tarry wait for it shall shoot surely come and shall not tarry. I need you to help me preach here and half ass somebody and tell them God showed it already oh yes come on tell him tell him God showed it already and God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he shall repent God is so merciful he is so kind to his people that even if they don't have the capacity to keep going God knows how to show them so they can pray for you oh but now you are alive and remain. All you gotta do is not worry about them which sleep. They're in their reward. They're at their rest. But I can hear the words. I can hear the voice of Bishop crying through the portals of eternity. If it were possible, he would tell me to tell you, son, let the people know. They've got to keep going. They've got to go. They've got to pursue. They've got to act on it. They've got to move. And don't be quiet about it. Make a noise. Open up your mouth. Roar. Shout. And take off what God has released. I dare my 15 people that know you've got something to go for. Jump on your feet. And roar. Like you know that God has something for you. 
I'll be there in a minute, brothers. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I need you to one more time. Go ahead and tell somebody else. God showed it already. Hallelujah. And God is not a man that will take back what he showed you. But I heard the Lord told me to tell you in prayer that if I revealed it, I've got to release it in due season. And so now Moses has moved from off the scene into his eternal essence. And now days after morning, the word comes to Joshua, the son of Nun. And the Lord gave me to make note of this because it's worth mentioning that God gives a space in our flesh to process laws. Please hear what I'm saying to you. God is so merciful that he will give us space in our flesh to process the laws. Glory to God. Though the Bible says that he speaks to us during our suffering, God does not snatch us into another season at the greatest point of our suffering. For he would not find use of us. We'll be too depressed to serve him. We'll be too depressed to act on it. But he gives us time to process. Then he proceeds. God tells Joshua, the servant that's in good standing, the servant that knows the vision that Moses left behind. He says, Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Perhaps if Joshua had articulated this like some of us would, it would come off as a blatant and brass reminder. But that's why you've got to hear God in the spirit. God is a spirit. And he's speaking through his spirit. Because when you hear him through his spirit, it was not a harsh reminder. But when he told Joshua that my servant Moses is dead, it was really an accountability point. He was telling Joshua, there is no excuse. Lord have mercy. There is no excuse for you in Israel to go forth and come through the wilderness. And God is saying, Moses is dead, but you are not. Lord have mercy. I'm about ready to shout here. Greater Christ Timber. We've had our time of mourning. But if it were possible, I will hear the Lord saying to tell you today, through the words and through the the spirit of Bishop Cooper, don't you act like I did not leave you with a promise for you to pursue. You're allowed to cross sometimes. You're allowed to reminisce. And you're allowed to cherish memories. But I came to tell you, don't get lost in your lost. Glory to God. I said that again because I felt the Holy Ghost. I said don't get lost. L-O-S-T. In the lost. L-O-S-S. But God literally has a land that to occupy. That your name has been stamped on. God is literally waiting for you to go for it. And not look back. I need you to help me here. And tell yourself the three words that are found right in my text that I feel like we'll preach here the rest of the day. Those three words are now therefore arise. I want you to say it with me. Say now. Therefore, arise. You ain't saying like you had power. Say it one more time. Now, therefore, arise. The tears will fall sometime. But now, therefore, arise. There will be unanswered questions. But now, therefore, arise. You don't know what could possibly be the next move for your ministry. But now, therefore, Arise. For just as Jesus was of the now the manifestation of Joshua's life. We know that Joshua would be a type of Christ. Even in the Old Testament, as he shifted into the fullness of his assignment at this same Jordan that God told Joshua to cross. Even so now shall you attain the glory that God wants to reveal in you. For after you have suffered a while, Lord, I feel like running here. After you suffered a while, anybody suffered a while, God told me, I'll make you perfect. I'll establish you, and I'll strengthen you. But here's the shout, I'll settle you. I'll give you a resolve. After the 
Calvary. I'll give you peace which surpasses all understanding. After you suffered a while, I wish somebody that need peace in your mind, peace in your home, will lift those hands and shout, yes, Lord. Somebody shout yes, Lord. I'm on my way out of here. But do not miss the fact that Joshua prophesied to Jesus as he would step into manifestation of a word that was already in motion. And his emergence would be an answered prayer. For the Lord Jesus, in the Gospel of John, the 17th chapter, for he says, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou hast given me out of the world thine they were and thou gavest them me and they have kept thy word now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee I can't carry their long preachers but Jesus was the manifestation of what God had made possible and just as much Joshua was the manifestation of what God showed Moses was possible. Good God Almighty, in this hour, in this space, please hear me all. Joshua is not just one person. Lord, y'all need you to tell somebody that. Tell them, David, Joshua is not just one person. Good God Almighty, Joshua is not just the expected one to succeed the leadership. But I heard the Lord clearly say that Joshua is every single child of God under the sound of my voice who is aligned with what God showed Moses. Lord have mercy. You have been faithful through your process. You gave and supported and sacrificed while the body went through the wilderness. And even while you had to figure out your own wilderness through your own pain. You've seen the hottest days that the sun could bring. You went through the coldest night that the moon could allow. But somehow you were not found among them that complained. But God sent me up 75 to tell somebody that would dare to praise God after 50 days of mourning. I'm clearing you for takeoff. Well, I wish I had about 13 people that was waiting for God to lift the burden, waiting for God to remove the barrier. I dare you for the next 20 seconds to praise God because he's clearing you. He's clearing you. He's clearing you for takeoff. Jump on your feet and get ready to go. Get ready to move. Get ready. I dare somebody to praise like you're ready to go. Elder, let me hear E flat. Put me an E flat right there. Glory to God. We will right in a minute. But I need you to hear me today. You're cleared for takeoff. Break away from the insecurity. Break away from the self-doubt. Break away from the depression. Break away from the complacency. While you served in the last season, you were being exposed to the next that God told you to lead in. I'm clearing you. You have been licensed. You have been positioned. You have been equipped. Just run and retrieve your gift. Somebody shout gift. Somebody shout gift. I've got to go. I thank you for the invitation. But I'm reminded of a story of my own life. I'm reminded of Christmas in my mama's house. As nosy and inquisitive child as I was, I knew that in the middle of the night, my mother would set up gifts down in the living room for my sister and I. I knew that I would be locked in my room until the time was right for us to go get it. And you know what would happen? My sister and I, every year never failed. We would sit up. 
all night long, as long as we could. 1 a.m., we're waiting, and we're stuck in the room, not accessing anything. 2 a.m. comes, we're stuck waiting. 3 a.m. comes, we're stuck waiting. Around 3.30, somehow, I will seem to doze off and fall asleep in my waiting. Lord have mercy. Next thing I know, a knock will come on the door. A knock. Somebody will open up. My mother will come in to let me know that it was time for me to go get it. But when I looked at the clock, it seemed to be 8 o'clock in the morning. I'd been up half the night waiting for my time to get what I want. But then I got complacent and fell asleep in my own setting. Fell asleep and what I was used to. But my gifts end up waiting on me. Lord, I feel like preaching. If I had a perch that'll run with me. I came to tell you, God said, you knew something was waiting on you. You knew I made a promise. You knew I had a land prepared. But you got comfortable to relieve yourself. You got comfortable in the silence of your season. But God, send me to tell you, I'm knocking at your door. I'm knocking at your spirit. I'm knocking on your heart. Good morning. Good morning. I need you. Get out of your seat. Get across this aisle. High five somebody and tell them good morning. One, two, three. Go tell them good morning. Lord have mercy. I feel like whole having church today. Good morning. Your gift is waiting on you. Come out of that place and be free as far as the eye can see. God has provided with no strings attached. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon. That I've given to you. If you can reach it, you can reap it. If you can step in it, you can settle in it. You prayed about it long enough. You've imagined it long enough. You've waited long enough. But the reality is, God was waiting on you. God was waiting on you. The land was already prepared. Moses wouldn't have seen it already. But as long as you are still alive, as long as you are moved past the morning, as long as you will wipe the tears from your eyes, God sent me to tell you the offer still stands. The offer still stands. The offer still stands as long as you overcome the depression. The offer still stands as long as you get through the desolation. The offer still stands as long as you can praise me in the pain. Ah! The offer, the offer, the offer still stands for a given power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases their strength. He'll give you strength to make it. He'll give you strength to mount up. He'll give you strength to run. I dare you as I go to my seat, lift those hands and accept. The offer, accept the offer. Every prayer, Bishop prayed, still stands. The mantles that he left, still stands. The favor in the community, still stands. The humility with power. Ah! 
still stands as I said as I said as I said unto Moses as I revealed it in the mountain God says the altar still stands open up your mouth open up your mouth open up your mouth and accept 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 God bless you tonight. God bless you tonight. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. But the Bible says every place that the sole of your feet shall tread that have I given unto you. I need you to do a self favor by the Spirit of God. I need you that believe that God is not a man that he shall lie. Well, I count to three. Do this one to culminate the season of mourning and the transition into a season of unlimited victory. When I count to three, I want you to do what the text says and step into it. Step into it. One, two, three. Get out of your seat. Get out of your room. Get in the aisles. Get to the altar. Wherever you gotta go, y'all ain't moving. Y'all ain't moving. I'm looking for somebody that'll step, step, step out of depression. Step out of the tears. Step out of your weeping. Step into victory. I'm looking for somebody that will meet me at this altar and step down here. And show God I'm ready to go in to the promise. Where you at? I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. Come on, leaders. Come on, saints. Who willing to step into the altar? Come down here with your hands lifted. Get down here with your mouth open. Get down here with a praise that says, I will not wallow in grief. I will not wallow in my depression. I will not be used to the same old, same old. But God promised me everything I step into belongs to me. Grab hands across this aisle. Because I believe just like the Israelites in the text, there were many that came out of Egypt, but not as many went into Canaan. But God sent a rhema. He sent a remnant. He sent a remaining that said, Elder Cooper, Board of Leadership, everybody who's leading this season, I'm with you. As we transition, I'm ready for the shift. I'm ready to take the offer. I want everybody that to get to this altar, to go for it, go access the altar, go get what Bishop saw in prayer, what he saw in travail, what he saw in consecration, what he labored for, you live in, what he labored for, you live in. Ah! What he labor for, you live in. Open up your mouth and stop. I dare everybody under the sound of my voice. Don't leave them by themselves. Everybody on your feet. Because this is going to be a corporate deliverance. This is going to be a corporate breakthrough. It's going to be a corporate turnaround. God wants to heal every heart. God wants to renew every spirit. He's waiting for you to rededicate yourself. God said, accept the offer. Every hand lifted in that audience. Every hand lifted. Every mouth open. And tell God, I accept the offer. I accept the call. I accept the ordination. I accept what's your release I'm ready to go.
The author! It still stands. What God has next did not fall asleep with our bishop. But God showed him first. Now your responsibility, everyone standing, that's not the care. Your responsibility is to step into it. Your, your, your responsibility and your opportunity is to take hold of what others complained about. Because they didn't have the spiritual capacity that you have. But God knew just like Job that even if I take them, this one won't leave me. Even if the stability they were used to was taken from them, I don't have to worry about them backsliding. Yes, they'll be hurt, but as long as they can depend on me, I can heal them of their hurt. As long as they will accept what I'm releasing to them, I'll turn their mourning into dancing. I'll dry the tears from their eyes. They just have to accept. They have to accept the offer. Very quickly, we're about to go. I want every soul in this room to join one hand, both hands with one person. Join both hands with one person. Join both hands with one person. Because what God wants us to do in this moment is God has anointed each and every one of us in this room to be Joshua. You've had your season of serving behind the scenes. But God is about to raise you up because you managed these moments the right way. God knew he could trust you even with suffering. So now he has to entrust you with manifestation. The hand that you're holding may have been in mourning more than 50 days. There are situations compiled and compiled and compiled on their heart. And really they're at the point where God, if you don't heal me now, I don't know how I'll ever make it back. God says the offer that I made you still stands. When I told you I would keep you in perfect peace, that offer still stands. When I told you that I was the Lord that healeth all diseases, that offer still stands. When I told you I would regulate your mind and that the doctor's report was not the last report, I will keep my word. While you hold that hand, while you hold that hand, when I count to three, we're going to pray. I want you to pray for the supernatural strength of the hand that you're holding. Every broken place would be mended. Every place that feels lost and misdirected will get clarity. That every place that needs mending and rebuilding will be rebuilt. When I count to three, I want you to go into your private room, go into your private secret place of prayer with God and roll for that hand that you're holding because God says I'm about to give them the power to step into it, to step into it, to step into it, to step into it. One, two, three, open up your mouth all over this church and begin to pray right now. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 Come on. God is healing you right now. God is healing you right now. God is healing you right now. Come on. Just accept the offer. Father, right now, as I touch you through the hand that I'm holding, I thank you that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. I thank you that your grace is sufficient. And you're not a man that you should lie. You're not 
able to leave us right here. But God, I declare that this neighbor that I'm connected to has root long enough. They cried long enough. They dealt and cope with long enough. But their joy is coming now. I pray till their joy comes back. I pray till their strength comes back. I pray till their tenacity comes back. I pray till their passion comes back. Give them another zeal. Give them more fire. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give us the courage to accept the offer. Give us the courage to rededicate ourselves. Give us the courage to step into that new territory. You've already provided it. You've already made us heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And God, we refuse to turn back. We refuse to let grief kill us. We refuse to let the hurt hurt us. We refuse to around this mountain another time but God we release the strength of God we release the healing of God we release the anointing of God make the difference make the difference make the difference our ministry is dependent on this moment our health is dependent on this moment our mind is dependent on this moment and I rebuke every that tries to compromise the offer. But God, we trust you. God, we trust you. God, we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. We totally depend on you. We give everything to you. And we give you glory. We give you glory. It's already done. And we'll stand with the altar. We'll stand with the altar. We'll stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Give us the grace to stand. Give us the power to endure. Give us the power to go forth. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus, we sit with the praise in Jesus' name. Loose those hands like you're ready to step into it and give God ridiculous, 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 ridiculous praise. I dare to praise Him. I dare to glorify Him. I dare to shout Him. I dare to celebrate Him. Does God knows exactly what you need? All you gotta do is stop. Everybody give God praise. You ask God to heal you? Just accept the offer. You ask God to free you? Just accept the offer. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.